A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. How are you today? I am doing well. You're How doing are well? You? I'm- yeah. I think I'm well. I haven't really thought about it. What did you just do? There was a you bug. You just waved at, yeah. I did. There like was like a little a fruit fly or something. Why did you send it my way? Well, I was actually trying to just brush it so that it wasn't right there. You know how the bugs fly right in between your eyes or your nose no. and then your eyes go across because yes. you're looking at it and trying to figure out how That's far away doing? from your face it is? Yes. <laughs> Have I ever told you about my fruit fly experience? My uh, epic. No. I, I've got, I mean, we've all had fruit flies in uh-huh. the home. Uh-huh. You know, that, that happens. Yeah, it's yeah. just a given. Yeah. I had the most epic fruit fly experience really? of my life. Yes. We had them everywhere. I mean, I, there was a couple summers okay. ago and we did everything we could. Mm-hmm. I mean, I researched all the ways to kill them right. and they were unstoppable. They mm-hmm. were like armies, endless armies of fruit flies everywhere. No matter how many you kill, mm-hmm. they're just back. Right. And I searched through the house looking for things. I found a peach pit in an old garbage can stuff somewhere. Mm. Ah, I finally found That's the source. That's got to be it. Got rid of it. Nothing got rid of them. Uh-huh. It was driving me insane. And I went downstairs to get something. I mm. forget what it was off yeah. of the little food pantry that we've got down there. And, oh, there's more fruit flies here. And then it hit me. There's a refrigerator in this <gasps> basement. And it's been, it broke. So we unplugged it and emptied it. Uh. Or did we? And I opened it up, and we had completely emptied it. It had been sitting down that there for so gross. months. Oh, yes. There were Ugh. millions of fruit flies. Ugh. It was just this liquid goo inside, oh, and hundreds so of them gross. looking. Yes, I screamed like a girl, <laughs> slammed the door, and then I opened it one more time just to just make sure. Just to check. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. What a mess. That is foul. It was the most oh. foul thing. I was gagging over and over again as I'm trying I, to clean it and I am like them. holding back gagging just hearing your story, <laughs> yeah. I will admit. I just think all these people sitting oh. over breakfast. Well, thanks a lot, Repcolite Home Improvement Show. You just wrecked my oatmeal. Yeah. Well, I have to say we've been cleaning out my grandma's house recently and we did not find anything like that. So I am very well, thankful that I did not have that. I have, however, learned a lot of things in this process, and so we are actually going to talk about some of the things I've learned, because you might find them helpful when you have to clean out someone's house. Well, it's all coming for all of us at some point. Yes, it is. So, yeah, it's a lot of good stuff. You've talked about it. We'll talk about it on the air now. Yes, we will. We'll also be discussing some common paint problems. Mm -hmm. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. (laughs) And their solutions this time. Yeah. Yeah, we figured we'd actually throw the solution in right. because just the problem, Isn't while fun, helpful. yeah, it's not terribly beneficial. Right. And we'll be talking to Julie Feenstra, yep. the product manager from Great American Spaces. Yeah, they have a really cool product. Um, it's like a reclaimed wood, except it's all brand new, so you don't get all the bugs and things like that. Yeah, for your walls. Yeah. That look is really popular. Mm-hmm. They've got a Michigan-made product. Great price point. Yep. You're going to want to hear about that. It's really cool stuff. That's coming up next. But right now, let's talk about tools and specifically about clamps. Yeah. There's an old adage out there that you can never have as a woodworker too many clamps. That is true. It is true. Mm -hmm. But a lot of us don't have enough money to have (laughs) even close to too many clamps. (laughs) And so we want to talk about a few out there that we'd recommend Mm -hmm. and a few that we'd recommend that you avoid. Well, yeah, because why waste your money? Or at least minimize. Yeah. 
how much you invest in them. For example, Mm -hmm. C clamps. It's the kind of clamp that we think of. Yeah, everybody knows. When you think of clamps. Looks like a C. We see Uh them in home shop or wood shops when we were in high school. You and I have done a ton of woodworking over the last few years, and we've used them never, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we've ever used them. I wouldn't invest in too many C clamps. Maybe get a couple. The big one that everybody invests, and in fact, we've got some in our shop, are those little quick the clamps trigger right ones the trigger ones they're blue they're yellow Irwin is the yep. is one of the main companies that produces them yeah. and they're kind of everywhere you look when it yeah, comes to clamps yeah people think that that's the clamp to get and i don't like them at all we've only no. used them a few times the problem that i have with them is mm. as you clamp something down mm-hmm. now it's it's okay maybe for quickly putting things together right, and holding right. them in place yeah but for getting a tight seam you can clamp and clamp and you hit a wall because you you yeah. just can't squeeze it any further right and i don't like them yeah. i think they're a waste there's better options out there well they've they've improved them apparently we'll try that out and report back right. later they have once... an xp version yeah. that will apparently clamp twice as hard yeah. as the original it's pricier we'll try it and let you know right but for starters mm-hmm. there are better options out there if you're trying to outfit your shop and right. one of the options that we'd recommend is something called an f style clamp yeah looks like a c clamp only shaped like an f right crazy <laughs> it's like a, the concept is the same right but it's a it's got a deeper throat so you can yeah. fit wider pieces in mm-hmm. you can you know reach a little further with it yeah. so woodworkers use them to clamp items to the desk or the workbench let's mm-hmm. say yeah i'm also an office worker right. so <laughs> i might clamp things to my desk right. too but you can also clamp jigs to a table saw fence mm-hmm. so f style clamps they're handy get a few you know maybe some four inch some eight inch depth yeah and expand as necessary that's right. the thing with all of these is get a few basics right and then as you start to see what you use then start to fill out and flesh out all your different options you know that'll save you money as you go right now our favorite of all of the clamps out there mm-hmm. but sadly they're most the most expensive of course they are they're called a parallel bar clamp yeah now basically it's just two rectangular heads mm-hmm. on an i-beam shaped steel bar right all right one of the heads is stable mm-hmm. the other one moves and right. that's how you can clamp everything down of right. course you get great clamping power with these mm-hmm. they're very very stable because of that i-beam shaped mm-hmm. steel bar right but like I said, they're expensive. You'll use a ton of them. Yeah. They're the ones to get. Mm-hmm. But you kind of got to build up to that. If you're just starting, there is a more economical, not version, but... Alternative? Alternative. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, pipe clamp. Basically, it's just a piece of black pipe that you can get at Yeah, you buy the store. pipe separately. Yeah, and then you just get the heads that clamp together and you put it on the pipe. So you can make it really any length you want. Right. Half inch pipe, three quarter inch pipe, three quarters going to be more stable. Yep. There are some downsides to those. They don't have as deep a throat. You right. can leave some staining if you're gluing oak yeah, because so of the tannin be stains and stuff mm-hmm. when it reacts with the iron pipe. Right. And we'll talk about that in depth in another segment. We don't yeah. have time to dig into that now. And there are a ton of other clamps out there. Go to the Repcolite homepage and check out the show notes for this episode. We'll have a more in-depth presentation of them there yeah and we'll also dig into on a future episode and kind of give more of the pros and cons because it is interesting and it's really something that's so handy in the shop right now coming up after the break we're going to be talking about something that looks like barnwood but isn't and doesn't come with the bugs that's next stay tuned Helping you turn your house into your dream home. 
This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. Yes. I'm Dan Hansen. <laughs> I'm Betsy Thompson. <laughs> Still. Still wow. Dan Hansen. <laughs> That's a good thing. No, I don't know how good that is. Oh, well, but it's, it's not the bad. truth. It is the truth. So a few months ago, we were at an event and from across the room, we saw this really cool wood product and we thought we better dig into it. So today we have Julie Feenstra. She is the product manager for Great American Spaces here. Julie, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So Julie has this really awesome product. And it's really hard for me to describe because you do a few different looks. There's like the barnwood thing. There's kind of the rustic thing. There's the shiplap thing. You do all of these things, but it's actual wood and it's user friendly. Tell us about this product. It looks like old reclaimed wood, but it's actually... Brand new. Brand new. No bugs. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. (laughs) The perfectness. It is. So tell us about this product. One of the things I love about our product is it is brand new product with the look of the reclaimed. Mm -hmm. So the upside of that is you don't have the challenges you get with reclaimed wood. With reclaimed wood, like you mentioned, you could have bugs, Mm -hmm. smells, there could be mold, mildew in that. Um, It's very expensive. What kind of paint is it? It's been on a barn for 100 plus years. Is that lead paint? All of those things that today we love that look of the outdoor and we want to bring that in but Mm -hmm. when you bring the outdoor in you're bringing in a lot of things that you'd rather leave outside so (laughs) yes that's a nice way of saying it i never even thought about the lead paint thing yeah that's a really great point you you just don't know and so this is real wood it's new ponderosa pine and we pre-finish it here in Michigan. That's one of the things I really love. That's it's cool. local. And we pre-finish it with a process that gives it a lot of character, a lot of different colors within. And so easy to install. You put it up and you can walk away from a uh, standpoint of my project is done and it's safe and you know easy to live with. What does the install of something like this look like? I mean, is it like a... Well, first, let's, I think before we do that, I mean, we should probably describe for everybody exactly what we're talking about. You know, we've said it's wood, but it's for the walls. Yes. Right? Walls and ceilings. Walls and ceilings. Just describe some of the products and, and where you see people use them, and then... If you're cool with that, Betsy, we could talk about the installation. Yeah, you can go first. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so walls and ceilings. uh, Consumers are putting them as an accent wall. They're doing it on a ceiling, even like... um, where you're in your kitchen and maybe over your island and you want kind of like that rectangle look mm-hmm. sure. just yeah. um, that recessed in a little bit or whatever just a focal point there maybe you're not going to do the whole ceiling you'll do that small area but bedroom walls like that wall that feature wall behind the bed in the nightstands that's a beautiful place for it um, man caves uh, she sheds there we go we got to get we got to be you know equal here <laughs> yes my uh, aunt just got one of those I heard 
weird. A man cave? No, a she shed. Oh, okay. He got a man cave, she got a she shed. Yeah, she made it she shear. Is that the <laughs> word? But um, so, you know, any place that you want to give some sort of a wow factor, mm-hmm. if, if it's an entryway, when you walk in an entryway and you see that, it warms up that space and generally it sparks some sort of conversation. Like, wow, what is that? Or I really right. love that look. And with social media and with Pinterest and all those kinds of things, there's so many ideas out there that you may use the exact same product that I use, but maybe I I run it a different way. Mm-hmm. I use it in a different room. I mix a color in with it and you went with a solid color. So, you know, we all are using that same thing, but it can look completely different. Right. It's so customizable. Absolutely. Right. And you got a number of different types of products, shiplap, Easy Barnwood, Brew Pub, Rustics. Yeah, those are four all have different, different collections. Looks. They do. Um, I would say our our Easy Barnwood is an eight inch profile, so it comes in a sixteen foot length, mm-hmm. and it's a tongue and groove product. You uh, can butt that tight. It's got a square edge profile, or it's got the V groove. So there too, there's a couple looks there. If you want a shiplap look and you want that spacing, that like eighth inch mm-hmm. nickel gap kind of is the term. Um, our shiplap product is a six inch profile and you can have that spacing and with really incredible, easy to install. And I know we're going to get to yeah. that. Um, then we have Brew Pub. Brew Pub is really cool because it's a whole mix of colors in a bundle. So oh. you order a bundle and in that bundle come two, three different colors in there. So you put that up on the wall in just a random mm-hmm. kind of uh, layout. Mm-hmm. Really looks cool. That one's a real smooth finish product. And then our Rustics product is more we, when we designed it, designed it more for like the do-it-yourselfer because it's only four foot lengths. So oh. easy to throw in the mm-hmm. back of the car and head home and do a quick, you know, project. Right. Um, it's a three-eighths inch thick, so it's a thinner product. A consumer who doesn't have a finish nail or whatever can glue it up if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So the four collections are all different. Right. We're in the studio with Julie Feenstra, product manager from Great American Spaces, talking about a really cool real wood product for walls, for accent areas. Mm-hmm. And Julie was just going through a number of the different products that you have. And you mentioned that installation is easy, at least on, I think it was the Rustics, you said? I did. What does installation look like for any of these products? I always say, if you're somewhat handy, you can do this. Many of the consumers are like, you know what, I just want to leave this to the professional and hire a contractor. Mm-hmm. And they love this product. They've worked with it um, all, you know, for a number of years. So for them, it's a no-brainer. But for the general do-it-yourself, or if you're somewhat handy around a nail gun, mm-hmm. um, you can in a chop saw, you can do this. Um, I, what I say normally is you got to plan it out a little bit. You know, how tall is my wall? Is it going to be even? Am I going to end up with a, you know, two-inch... Uh, run at the top then you know you don't want that (laughs) right so it's that planning ahead a little bit and figuring out um you're hitting you want to hit your studs um but it's definitely doable if you're somewhat handy all right so you have but there are contractors who put oh there are contractors who will do this for you absolutely they're they're this is a product they love they don't have to put it up and then paint it Mm -hmm. they put it up and they're done they love that so it sounds like it goes up 
pretty easily, unlike some barnwood might. Um, and then, you know, as we talked about earlier, barnwood can be really expensive. How does this price out? I mean, is it going to be astronomical like barnwood is? The beauty of our product is the affordability. So this, these four collections that we have, Easy Barnwood, the Shiplap, the Brew Pub, and the Rustics, range anywhere from value line about $3 a square foot upwards to $9 a square foot for the oh. high-end product. So really affordable. If you were going to yeah. do a 10 by 10 wall mm-hmm. and that would cost you, let's just say, the $5 per mm-hmm. square foot range, you, you can get a really wow factor wall for $500. And generally yeah. speaking, when you're either remodeling or new build, um, that's a price point most people are like, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Right. Is all of it tongue and groove or just certain... Um, Types Great question. Tongue and groove. Yeah, our Easy Barnwood and our Brew Pub are tongue and groove. Okay. Shiplap is true shiplap. There's a lot of people who don't really know what shiplap is. Shiplap with ch- you know Chip and Joanna Gaines became the word, right? And everyone wanted. I was shiplap. one of those people. <laughs> Absolutely, you love that look. Right. But you really don't know what it is, and it's a profile, mm-hmm. and so that profile just butts on top of the one below it, okay. and you just keep building. So right. we call it Easy Barnwood easy barnwood but shiplap is probably even easier oh well they all seem relatively easy they are the look is really cool like we said in the beginning it has that distressed look but it's new wood it's locally done right it's all done in michigan that's really cool yeah where can people i guess first off just to take a look at it if 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 our listeners want to look at it online yes where can they do that and then where can they find it so greatamericanspaces.com is our website and we've got a great interactive website a consumer can go on there and see the color see the profiles that are um, available in the collections they can figure out their uh, product uh, needs as far mm-hmm. as here's the um, wall I'm working on. Maybe it's a 10 by 10, 100 square feet. They type in 100 square feet and oh, okay. it tells them the, this is the number of boards you need. So, Great. you know, there's a locator for a dealer because this product is th- sold through kitchen and bath and lumber dealers. So they would, the consumer would put in their zip code. Mm-hmm. It will pop up the dealers near them. So they will know then where they can purchase this. So, you know, I think it's a comprehensive website. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That will walk them through um, everything but the actual product in their hand, and they can go to the lumber yard or the kitchen bath and, and see the product, get a sample, that type of thing. All right. So check it out, greatamericanspaces.com. Find a dealer near you. It's really cool. It is. It's definitely something I would like to make use of. I just need to figure yeah. out the right spot. I'm thinking. And then the I don't thing. have to make my own. We should put it in the studio. We should. I think that would be brilliant. And most importantly, I don't have to find real old wood. Yes. We don't have to bring in any bugs. Full of who knows what. And lead paint, potentially. Yeah, I'll stick oh, with man. the new stuff. Right. Julie, thanks for being here. Thank you. Now, don't go too far, because after a quick break, we're going to tell you about some common paint problems and their solutions. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, welcome back. We're here to give stuff. No, we're not going to give anything away yet. No. No, we always save that to the end because yeah, we're going to give it make away now. Listen. Yeah, everybody bails. <laughs> right. 
If you want free stuff, you gotta you gotta do the work of listening. Well, let's the face end. it; they only have one more segment to sit through. That's so right, to sit come through, on, to endure. Yeah, everybody has a cross to bear. Yeah, well, the listeners have this. Right. Anyway, what we've got is a Benjamin Moore produced booklet mm-hmm. that basically walks you through about fifteen to twenty very common interior paint problems. Yes. And then when you flip the little booklet over, it gives you fifteen to twenty exterior paint problems. Yeah. What causes them? Mm-hmm. Photos of exactly what you're looking at. You know what right. what it looks like yep. when you see it happen, and then the remedy, how to get yeah, around it, how to fix it. That's the key part. And how what to, to fix do. it. So it's really handy if you do any amount of painting at home, mm-hmm. and this would be something that contractors make use of all the time. Yeah. We give them yep. give them out at our contractor events, and mm-hmm. they snatch them up. Because it's very handy. It just helps you understand exactly what you're seeing. Because you don't run into everything all the time. Some of these problems crop up just once in a while. Mm -hmm. But it's fun to have an idea of what's going on and how to get around it. Well, your friends think you're really smart when you can tell them, oh, yes, that bubbling paint, this is your problem and this is how you fix it. So we're going to give away, exactly, Betsy. Yes. Enough booklets to make five people seem really smart. (laughs) We'll tell you how to get that at the end of the show. Right. But right now we're going to cover a few of the things contained in the booklet, a few of the problems, common paint problems. Mm -hmm what causes them, and how to fix them. Right. And let's start with, we hand-selected these. Yes. Now, yes, there we were some that I really wanted to talk about because I thought they really referenced, it just felt like an aged problem. Mm-hmm. There was yellowing. Yep. I thought of my teeth. <laughs> Wrinkling. Just no, look in the well. mirror. <laughs> Sagging. Again, the mirror. <laughs> There's all kinds of paint problems that sound wow. like body problems, and yeah, I was going to have fun do. with that. Sadly, Betsy didn't pick any of those for nope. us to talk about. I think Sorry. you avoided those because you knew... My I, I maturity not, level. Yeah, I was not sure where that conversation was going to go, <laughs> yeah. so I just avoided anything like that. So let's start with the ever-exciting caulk failure. Well, Betsy's first choice. Yeah, it's not exciting, but it is something that people run into. And this is where your caulk is potentially cracking or peeling off from the wall or... Pulling away from the surface that it's supposed right. to be attached to. <laughs> supposed to be is the key word there. So that's what it looks like. Yeah. What causes it? Well, there are actually a lot of different causes. It can be, like you were just saying... Old age. I right. mean, it right. really can just be that old. There, <laughs> age wreaks havoc on everything. <laughs> right. There is a lifespan to these things. You know, most things, food, everything has a lifespan and caulk Have is the same way. Have you ever poured milk out of the... I think we've had this conversation you, you know, before. I need to take a sidetrack. I'm <laughs> so sorry about this. But it was so funny and I forgot to tell... I don't even know that I told you about this. Okay. So we're watching movies in the basement. I'm yeah. going to be so fast. I'm so sorry okay, for this hurry. segue. We're watching movies in the basement. We have the lights off. Yes. All right. So I decide I wasn't going to eat dinner, but I decide I'm hungry. Okay. And there is one thing that I love above all things, Uh and that's cold spaghetti. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why, but I love cold spaghetti. Weird. And I knew that we had just had hot spaghetti Spaghetti. the night before. Okay. So now there's got to be cold spaghetti. Yes. In the fridge. Yes. So I went downstairs in the dark and Uh I grabbed it Uh and I started eating it. And I thought... This just tastes different. It's just not quite what. And then I turned the light on. This was three or four weeks ago old spaghetti. I grabbed the wrong one. (laughs) It was so gross. It was all liquidy and juicy like it wasn't supposed to be. That oh, is the... so gross. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Age. So your... Age does that. <laughs> your so caulk your isn't caulk... going to get liquidy and gross like that. But it can crack. It yeah. can start peeling. It can yellow and just Age really... can do that. Yes. But 
most commonly. Uh-huh. The reason the caulk is failing is because you've used the wrong caulk. Just like yeah. I grabbed the wrong spaghetti. Right. Do you see? Mm-hmm. It's I, all I one great see. big story. It just uh-huh. connects. I do see that. See, caulk, there are all kinds of different caulks for different situations. Sometimes yeah. we think of it, especially if you're not in you know, the line of work where you're mm-hmm. applying paint on a regular right. basis. Right. If you just do this once in a while, we think that caulk is just a one size fits all kind of a thing. Right. You got clear, you got white, you got black, brown, brown, whatever color I need. That's why there's all these different options. It's not the case. There are all kinds of different caulks for very specific situations. Mm -hmm. Some of them stretch like crazy. They're made for that. Other ones are paintable. Some of them aren't paintable. Some of them are made for high moisture areas. Mm -hmm. Other ones you probably wouldn't want to use in high moisture areas. Right. So when you're getting failure... It could very well be because you're using the wrong caulk in the wrong place. Right. The other thing it could be is improper surface prep. So maybe you didn't clean the wall really well or somebody before you didn't clean the wall very well. Maybe there was some dust or debris left on it, peeling paint, something like that. And that caulk then doesn't have a very good sound surface to bond to. So it's just going to peel right off. It's something that a lot of people don't think about. Right. You know, we don't want to do paint prep, but Mm -hmm. we kind of know we should. But for the same reasons, you've got to prepare the surface if you're going to put caulk on it because there's a possibility that it could bond to surface contaminant Mm -hmm. and not really get a good sound bond to the surface that you want it to. Right. So the remedies for all of these things are actually really fairly simple. The first one is get the right caulk in the first place. Mm -hmm. Stop into any Repcolator Port City Paints, and we will help you find the right one for your situation. It's confusing. We understand that. Oh, yeah. So... Tell us what you're working on, like you were saying. Yeah, tell we'll us what you're working you. on. Tell us if you want to paint over it. That is a key thing because some of them are paintable and some of them are not. So you want to be we sure you're getting the right We run into that a fair one. amount of time where people go yeah. to a place where they just grab their own product mm-hmm. off the shelf and they grab something that isn't paintable and, and then are very curious yeah. why they can't get paint to stick. Right. Get the right caulk, ask the right questions, and we'll help you. And right. ideally, get that surface really cleaned yeah and do that surface prep even Mm -hmm. when you're getting ready to caulk get it clean get it free of dust and contaminant if it's a bare surface like bare wood or Mm -hmm. something like that or prime it prime it make sure that it's sealed up Mm -hmm. sometimes the liquid in the caulk can penetrate into these surfaces and that causes the caulk to dry improperly Mm -hmm. and you can have bad results right there you go caulk Caulk. We got time for one more, Betsy. We do. Let's talk about hat banding, or sometimes it's called picture framing. This is something that I think people have probably seen before, but they may not know that there's actually a term for Mm -hmm. it. We get that a lot in our stores, people describing it. Hat banding and picture framing is when you have that look around your room, like um, usually it's at the ceiling, around your trim, perhaps in corners, Mm -hmm. where it's darker than the The painted walls. Right. And at first you think you're looking at it wrong or you think it's maybe a shadowy something going on. The light must be doing something strange. But the more you stare at it, the more you realize Uh it's almost like a picture frame around the room. Right. And the paint seems darker. You worked out of the same can. Right. What What in the world is going on? Right. So the possible causes of this are that you have applied differently with a brush, you know, maybe a little bit heavier than when you rolled the walls. And so. Right. Because people will go and cut in. The edges. Yes. cut in the corners, yep. cut right. along the ceiling, and they do all that with a brush. Right. And that's what you're saying. You yeah. put it on generally a little heavier. 
yeah, than when you roll it. Yeah, because let's face it, how many of us don't like push on the roller cover to try to get every last little bit out and it's starting to get really thin. So you have it thick and that thin and that's where you get the two different colors because it's not covering quite the right. same. Right in line with that or hand in hand with that is that we roll the wall mm-hmm. without maintaining a wet edge with that cut in area. Right. So we go around the entire room and cut it in. Mm-hmm. We apply it a little heavier because yep. we're using a brush. Right. And then by the time we get around and start rolling, it's all dried. Yeah. So there is no wet edge. You're not smoothing mm-hmm. it out and feathering it in and blending it together with the wall. Right. You're actually just adding an extra coat wherever you roll over and overlap that stuff. Right. Another thing it can be, especially if you have multiple cans of paint, you know, you've got three or four cans of the same color and you're doing a big room. There's always the possibility that, you know, tiny little extra drop of colorant has gotten into one and you cut in with that and then everything else is the same and then it becomes lighter. If you box all those together and that means pouring all of the gallons into one big bucket and, you know, mixing them up and then working out of that, you're going to pouring it back and working right, out or of you that. can pour it out. Um, that's going to help alleviate some of that just to be on the safe side. Yeah. Anytime you've got multiple mixed colors, mm-hmm. you should always box the product. Yeah. All right. So those are some of the things that could go wrong. Yes. What do we do about it? Well, as Betsy said, first off, you box the paint. That's just always something you should do if you've got multiple gallons, like right. you just said. Another thing that you can do and should try to do is to do your cut-in work one wall or section at a time. Mm-hmm. Rather than work all the way around the room right. and then go to rolling all the way around the room, mm-hmm. do a wall, roll the wall, cut in the next wall, roll that next right. wall. And that way you can keep a wet edge and hopefully disperse that heavier band that you put around when you brushed and did the cut-in work with a brush. You can spread that out more evenly on the wall by rolling into it while it's still wet. If you have to work with somebody in order to make that Mm -hmm. happen, bring in a partner. Yes. Just make it look like it's really fun. It's that Tom Sawyer thing. (laughs) You just act like you're having the time of your life and somebody's going to want to help. It just, that's how it works. Well, you will have the time of your life when it turns out really great and it doesn't look terrible. The other thing you can do is make sure that you're not, we see this a lot, people cut in like four inches and then they don't roll all the way up into it. Cut in maybe two inches from the ceiling and roll as close to the ceiling as you can without actually bumping the ceiling. Yeah, that really blows when you bump the ceiling. So try <laughs> yes. to avoid that. But yeah, avoid That's where these the big rag comes four in inch and six inch yeah. bands around the room for cut in. There's it no seems like, wow, this is going to be easy to mm-hmm. roll up into, but you're much more likely to have this hat banding or picture framing problem if you do it that way. Right. Minimize that gap. And finally, when you're doing that brush work, feather out those edges. Yes, absolutely. Now, after break we're going to talk about all the lessons i've learned while i've been cleaning out my grandma's house that's next stay tuned if you want to take your diy skills up a rung the repco light home improvement show is here to give you a boost on news radio wood 1300 and 1069 fm and here we are, the final stretch, and it's yes. the Betsy segment. Uh, yeah. The Betsy Cleans Grandma's House segment, which I'm sure in all the lead-ups, everybody <laughs> who's heard that thought, oh, I cannot wait to hear Betsy's Cleaning Grandma's House segment. Well, let's face it. Either you've already been there, or you know that at some point you are going to go through this, because right. it what, hits us all someday. Right, because what we're talking about, we didn't have time in the little outros right. to fully explain it. It's uh-huh. not just Betsy's out of the kindness of her heart. 
cleaning grandma's house no my grandma has been moved to an assisted living facility you know so she's got a single bedroom but she's got a house full of stuff left behind yes and the house needs to be sold and actually has sold so now the push is on to get it cleaned up and lots of us are either we've either been in that position and we've struggled right we're probably going to be in that position again Mm -hmm. or man we could be in it right now so yes. we're very eager, Betsy. We're on the edge of our seats waiting mm-hmm. for the wisdom that you are about to impart. <laughs> well, It's going to just drip from your mouth like yeah. honey from a comb. Okay, are you done? <laughs> That's a little excessive. <laughs> I did well. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first thing I will say I have learned is get help. You know, my grandma's house, you walk into it and she was the kind who like vacuumed or um, combed the little tassels on her rug so that they were all perfectly whoa, straight. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yes. She, you can't just say that and move on. She combed the tassels? <laughs> yeah, you know, so all the comb? fringe, yes. So the wow. fringe was all like perfect. So you walk into her house and you think, oh, this isn't so bad. You this know, house like, is going to clean itself. Right. It's going to be no problem. Before you do anything, go in and actually assess and figure out how much help you're going to need. Because people think, well, you know, I can do it or I can just do it with my significant other, husband, wife, whatever, and it'll be fine. No. Open closets. Find out what's in there because it can be stacked to the ceiling. That's what you guys found. Yeah. Your parents went in with the idea that Uh they'd take care of it. Uh Uh-huh. And yeah. found a ton of stuff. Dresser drawers, open it up. Sheds, cupboards, open it all and see how much is really there and then ask for the help. Don't think you can do it alone or you'll be there forever. All right. That's good. <laughs> so that's the first thing. Second thing, clean one room at a time. Don't just go in there and start doing all these things. Clean one room and then make that like your staging room. So then you can put boxes. Okay, all these things have to go to Goodwill, Salvation Army, whatever. And so that's in a pile. You're going to mess that room up again by doing that. But it still gives you a place to put it all. Right. So that you can only make, you know, so you can have it all loaded in a truck and make one trip to the Mm -hmm. Salvation Army or whatever and really have it loaded. That's great advice for any big cleaning project. You know, when you really dig in, get an area that you can Mm -hmm. clean out. And use that as a yeah, staging area. The staging for stuff. area is really key to Good all of this. stuff. Betsy's just cranking it out of the park. <laughs> yeah. Way better than I expected out of you. Oh, why, thank you. Uh, the next thing I will say is go through everything. And I do mean everything because my grandma kept everything. I mean, you would look, you'd open up plastic bags and find, oh, there's like a whole hotel brochure rack right here in this plastic bag. And little plastic shopping bag, disposable yeah. things. Yeah. You it, said you found bags within bags within bags and yes. then money inside those bags. That is the problem. People tend to stash things in places that you don't know. I've heard the horror stories of people burning literally $100 bills because they were stashed in books or papers or whatever. It all got thrown in a fire and then they realize, oh man, we just burned some money. Hanson children, I just want to give you a heads up. I am stashing stuff already. All kinds of valuables <laughs> sure. stuffed in all kinds of crazy places. Well, I will say- It's going to be like a treasure hunt. Well, there was a box that we thought was just a bunch of junk and it was going to go to the trash. We had it ready for the trash bag and my grandpa's class ring was in there. Oh. So you really need to go through every single thing, open it up, Find out what's in there and make sure that you're not throwing away something that's That's where having the help helps. Yes, exactly. The next thing I will say is preserve photos and memorabilia and documents, things like that. Um, There's this little thing that they call the trickle-down theory of inheritance where- Whoa. 
The trickle down what? Theory, Theory of inheritance. That's where the people who have more. I don't. I know trickle down economics. <laughs> Help me with trickle down well, inheritance. It, it's like. You know, my dad's mom got stuff from her mother, who oh. got stuff from her mother, who got stuff from her mother. It's exactly like trickle down economics. Yeah, and it's Except so with junk. Well, and then you end up with it, and nobody knows who is in this photo from the 1700s. And there's a photo from the 1700s. Well, whatever it is, this picture 1800s. It's just <laughs> this really old stuff. Just a really lifelike drawing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's this really old stuff, and. People say, well, we don't know who this is, so let's just get rid of it. Sure. Don't do that. Um, you know, things like letters and stuff. Oh, well, I don't care about this. Because you had this experience. Yes, I was going to say, had... you looked like you wanted to yeah, say something. Yeah, I wanted to say something because that was such an interesting thing. There were uh, letters, postcards, letters whatever that you found. That, yeah, that written to my grandma. everybody thought had value. But you right. kind of, you sorted through that and you found... Well, they were letters that were written to my grandma from her brothers while they were off at war. So How cool is that? Yeah. They're postmarked from like Vietnam and Korea and things like that. So keep those things. And even if you don't want them, sometimes museums and archives, those people want them because then they can put them on an exhibit and give people a full picture of what life was like in a different time. You know, we can only save so much stuff. I get that. Yeah. And you start accumulating and it just grows and grows. Mm -hmm. But with some of that stuff, if after talking to other people in the family, nobody wants it, Still, with the digital yeah. photography that mm -hmm. we can do, snap some pictures of it. So at right. least you have that. Slides. Much. There are things that will read those old slides and make them into a digital yeah, copy. Turn them so into you digital can photos. Them, yeah. So just make sure you're not throwing everything away just because you don't want to deal with it. And the last thing I will say is rent a dumpster. We made the mistake. Oh, it's expensive to do that. We don't want to rent a dumpster. We should have rented a dumpster. It oh, would have saved heavens, us yes. a lot of trips to the dump. Yeah. And the dump is not always free. And, you know, depending on how many trips you make, it can become rather expensive. And you should have just rented a dumpster in oh, the first place. Oh, it's so place. much easier. Just bite the bullet. Do yeah. that. It'll lessen your stress because you just take it out and dump it. And remember, I mean, that's a no-brainer, too. I don't even need to say that. But remember the mission stores yeah. and all of those yep. places that will take good mm -hmm. items. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not here just for your garbage. Right. Yeah, don't give them Because they're hopefully going garbage. to other people to help them out. But right. don't throw away stuff that could be used. There's right. great places to go. Yeah. St. Vincent de Paul centers, mm -hmm. mission stores everywhere. Goodwill, Salvation Armies. Out. Yep. Make sure you're taking your stuff and doing the appropriate thing with it. Be responsible. Yes. Just like we're being responsible with the time because we have no more of it. Right. I'm being economical with my words. <laughs> I'm not. That's no, not you're not. You never I are. ramble. Yeah. Now, if you want to hear this episode again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. And make sure you go there and check out our show notes for all of those details about the clamps that we talked about at the beginning. And we really just didn't have the time to get into that like I wanted to. Right. So please go and read them. It'll make me feel better. Yes. And now is the time we are going to give away oh, that right. little Problem and Solutions book from Benjamin Moore, the little fan deck thing. It's All, really cool. We're going to give away five of them. All you have to do is email us at radio at .com. Do it now. First five people, it will be yours. Right. Go. And then, when you're done with that, make sure you have a great Saturday. All Repcolite and Port City Paint stores are open until 3 o'clock. 
and they'll help you get off to the right start. Right. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you deal with the millions of fruit flies that you could have in your refrigerator downstairs. (laughs) And we'll help you make sure that you don't eat the old spaghetti that you might have in your refrigerator downstairs. Oh, refrigerators. I have problems with refrigerators. Clearly. We got to get those West End appliance guys back. Yes, we do. I don't think they can help me with those problems, though. No. We'll find out. Yeah. Thanks for listening. 